0: This is Sarah Lemon, author of The Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. Find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish. At mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. I've never been much for New Year's resolutions In fact, I tend to agree with a lot of nutrition and diet experts that we're better served to add things in the spirit of abundance than to take away things and sort of foster a sense of deprivation going into the new year. And along those lines, veganuary, referencing vegan food, is a concept I can get behind so long as instead of going cold turkey from any and all animal derived foods, we're adding in healthy, wholesome, plant based foods to really set ourselves up for more interesting dishes and, generally speaking, more sustainable eating that's better for the planet. I posted two recipes to my blog this past month that fit right into that concept. Indian food, of course, is widely regarded for its vegetarian dishes. There are so many people in India who are vegetarians, vegans maybe not so many because dairy is widely used, but it's often a great cuisine to start adding in vegetables in interesting flavor combinations to sort of reinvigorate your dedication to eating well in the new year and beyond. These two recipes are both meatless. They could in fact be vegan if butter was omitted with a substitution of olive oil or coconut oil for sauteing some aromatics. I wanted to share both of these in this podcast. They come from the same source. Vegetarian Flavors with Alamaloo was published in November 2020. She is the host of the PBS series Healthful Indian Flavors. I have to admit, I hadn't really heard much about her work, but when I saw a story from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that was published last year referencing her cookbook with these two recipes, I have to say both were really well-received in my household. The first, cabbage and carrot kutu, fits perfectly into what I call clean the fridge lentils. (laughs) It's just a very, very basic approach at cycling through some of the items that have been in my refrigerator produce bin for weeks maybe and sort of recasting them in a way that my family enjoys and we all really enjoy lentils and lentil stew in particular. This recipe differs from my typical approach to lentil stew and that the lentils are cooked separately with some aromatics first and then the vegetable components are stir-fried, and then it's all stirred together. The vegetables caramelize a little bit, take on some flavor, rather than just sort of simmering in the lentils and just getting soft. I tried this. Again, it was a hit for my family. I don't know that it makes a huge difference over cooking the lentils and the vegetables together, but it's definitely a technique that I'm happy I explored, and I can certainly keep in mind, and I'm going to share it in this podcast, as well as the recipe for potato and peas korma. I made this one just last weekend, and this is the one that could be vegan if the butter is omitted. The kutu is vegan, and it calls for making a paste with whole almonds, some shredded coconut, some fresh chilies, spices, and then combining that with some potatoes. You could really use any kind of potato. I actually used a combination of Yukon gold and Russet potatoes for this, although it calls for Russet as well as frozen peas onion and tomatoes. And it's interesting to me that potatoes and peas seem to be a very typical Indian combination. I've seen them in samosas, for example. I'm not quite sure why. I'd love to find out more about that. But when I see this combination, my mind kind of immediately goes to Indian spices. So I'll also share potato and peas korma in this podcast. First, the recipe for cabbage and carrot kutu. That was posted to my blog January 4th under the headline, Indian Kutu Cleans the Produce Bin. Find that at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It calls for three quarter cup red lentils or split yellow lentils. They're also called masur dal or moong dal a half teaspoon ground turmeric, and that's a divided use, two tablespoons oil, a half teaspoon black mustard seeds, a half teaspoon white lentils, dal, which I actually omitted. I haven't seen those locally. I'm sure you could purchase those online. I just didn't happen to have them on hand. And for half a teaspoon, I wasn't exactly sure that it would make a big difference for this recipe. One whole dried red chili. Two or three curry leaves, and again, that's optional. Those are widely available online as well. I don't happen to have them and omitted those. A half cup chopped onion, one medium green chili pepper that's been stemmed, seeded, and minced. One tablespoon peeled and minced fresh ginger. Two cups coarsely shredded cabbage. One cup diced carrots. One teaspoon ground cumin. And one and a quarter teaspoon salt. In a deep saucepan, bring three cups of water to a boil add the three quarter cup red lentils or split yellow lentils and a quarter teaspoon of the turmeric. Reduce the heat to medium and cook the lentils uncovered until they're soft and tender for about 20 minutes. If most of the water evaporates before they become soft, add an additional cup of water. I did find I needed to add a little bit more water. I think I added it slowly, like a quarter cup at a time, but mine did need a little bit more. Once they're done cooking, set them aside. In a saucepan over medium heat, heat the two tablespoons oil. You could use any oil suited for high heat cooking. Avocado oil is nice. I like grapeseed oil as well. When the oil's hot but not smoking, add the half teaspoon black mustard seeds. And if you have them, that half teaspoon white lentils. Cover and cook until the mustard seeds pop and the white lentils are golden brown. And then immediately add that whole red chili and, again, if you have them, the two or three curry leaves. Add that half cup chopped onion. You could use any onion for this, red, white, or yellow, as well as the medium green chili that's been stemmed, seeded, and minced, along with the tablespoon peeled and minced fresh ginger. Stir well. Add the two cups coarsely shredded cabbage, the one cup diced carrots, and stir fry for about two minutes. Add the remaining quarter teaspoon turmeric, the one teaspoon ground cumin, and the remaining one teaspoon salt. Stir well. Immediately add the cooked lentils and about one cup water. Cover and cook over medium heat for seven to 10 minutes, stirring frequently until the cabbage and the carrots are cooked and tender. Taste and add more salt if desired. A squeeze of lemon juice over these dishes is really nice as well. And that makes four servings of Cabbage and Carrot Kutu from Vegetarian Flavors with Alamaloo. Also from that cookbook is Potato and Pea Korma, and that was published January 19th to my blog under the headline Meatless Korma Fills Veganuary Bill. It calls for 16 whole almonds that have been soaked in water for 10 minutes, a half cup unsweetened shredded coconut, two fresh green chili peppers, two teaspoons cumin seeds, and that's a divided use. One teaspoon fennel seeds, that's a divided use. Two thick slices, fresh peeled ginger. One tablespoon unsalted butter. One tablespoon oil. Again, it's very easy to emit that butter and just add more oil. Two to four curry leaves. Those are optional. One bay leaf. Two to four Slivers of cinnamon sticks, each about a half inch long. I had a small cinnamon stick, so I just added that whole. I find it's easier to do that than picking out shards of cinnamon stick. But if you have a very large one, you may want to break that down slightly. One cup coarsely chopped onion. Two cups chopped tomatoes. That's a divided use. Two cups peeled and cubed russet potatoes, Idaho potatoes, and about one inch cubes. A half teaspoon ground turmeric, one teaspoon curry powder, one and a half teaspoon salt, one cup frozen peas that have been thawed, a quarter cup chopped fresh cilantro leaves for garnish. In a measuring cup, soak those 16 whole almonds in hot water for 10 minutes. This allows you to remove their skins. I actually didn't have whole almonds. I had blanched, slivered almonds from which the skins have already been removed. So it saved me that step and I didn't soak them, but next time I think I probably would soak them to soften them up and just assist grinding into the spice paste. But if you have blanched slivered almonds, those should be fine as well. In a blender, combine half cup unsweetened shredded coconut with the two fresh green chilies. I actually had roasted chilies from my garden that I'd put in the freezer. Those were just fine in this. They had plenty of heat still. <laughs> You'll also combine in the blender one teaspoon of the cumin seeds and half teaspoon of the fennel seeds along with those. Two thick slices of fresh peeled ginger and two cups hot water. Grind that into a smooth paste in your blender. In a wide bottomed saucepan over medium heat, melt the tablespoon of unsalted butter with the tablespoon of oil. When the oil's hot, add the two to four curry leaves if you're using those, as well as the bay leaf, the cinnamon stick, a small one, or four pieces of a half inch long cinnamon stick, the remaining one teaspoon cumin seeds and the remaining half teaspoon fennel seeds. Stir fry for a few minutes until all that's fragrant and the seeds are brown. Add the cup of chopped onion and one cup of the chopped tomatoes and stir fry for a few minutes. Add the two cups peeled and cubed russet potatoes and the half teaspoon ground turmeric. Stir well for one minute. Add the teaspoon of curry powder and stir well with the potatoes for a couple of minutes. Then add that coconut spice paste from the blender along with one and a half teaspoons salt and two cups warm water. Stir to combine that completely. When the mixture begins to boil, you may need to turn up the heat. Add the remaining one cup chopped tomatoes and the one cup frozen peas that have been thawed. Cook over medium heat until the potatoes are tender. I actually didn't have fresh tomatoes. I actually use canned tomatoes for this. And that's why I recommended a squeeze of lemon because canned tomatoes are lacking some of that bright acidic flavor of fresh tomatoes. So for absence of that, a nice squeeze of lemon works well. And you can garnish this with the quarter cup chopped fresh cilantro leaves. And that makes four servings of potato and peas korma from vegetarian flavors with Alamaloo, and that was posted to my blog the whole dish on january 19th under the headline meatless korma fills beganuary bill and find more healthy wholesome recipes for the new year and beyond on my blog the whole dish at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish thanks for listening to and reading the whole dish